You think we're going to get those two hours of our lives back? What, what do you mean two hours? Chelsea Man U. Actually, uh, I actually mean getting two hours of my life back. Uh, no, nah, never. Because that was an atrocious game. Both teams were very stagnant in attack. And every time they would come close to any sort of defense, they would immediately just go to shambles. Havertz, like, I remember he, like, shrugs off a defender, and then he just passes it off to Wambasaka, and he's like, here, like, you're, you're my attacker. Well, if it was Luke Shaw, it would have been a goal, but, like, <laughs> yeah, that's another story. Yeah, I roasted him last week without you. I know when we were watching the highlights after the game, because we watched it in separate places, um, I made you watch the Mendy save at the end, because... Oh, no, I saw that. No, like, no, but I made you watch it, like, three extra times. Yeah. You hated me for it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you see the little grin on Lampard's face showing the sideline when Mendy made that save? He was just like, Kepa can go on loan. Well, he should go on loan at this point, considering his form is atrocious. I would honestly... The reason why Petr Cech is in that, like, rotation now In is, the 25-man squad. Is to replace Kepa. In I mean, all honesty. I mean, Lampard said you never know with COVID and lockdown and quarantining and who's going to have to do what, and that's why they put Check in the squad. But yeah. they put Check in the squad because if Caballero goes down and if Mendy goes down, Petr Check will be higher in the goalkeeping room than Kepa or Zablaga. Straight up. But, like, Mendy has already shown that, like, he does have a persisting injury. So... It, it could become a problem, but I don't really see it yeah, being I don't really, a major problem. I don't really see career. it being a major problem. Um, yeah. Honestly, there wasn't really much to talk about with that game. Just It was boring. Mendy yeah. made a really nice save at the end. <laughs> That's it. That's it? That was 90 minutes summed up for you. Le- yeah, Leeds? literally. Uh, Leeds were nuts. That, if anybody who is a Premier League fan has not taken the time to watch a Leeds game, you're just not watching this year. They They are are honestly the most exciting team to watch in the Premier League. Like, I I can wholeheartedly say watching Leeds puts a smile on my face. They are currently sitting at sixth, and they're playing as if they're second. I, I have... A lot more on this game in particular than <clears throat> some of the other games for the se- or for this week, but I just want to start with Luke Ayling. <laughs> he is everywhere on defense, like actually everywhere. And Calvin Phillips being out for this game, I was wondering what was going to happen. And the simple solution is you bring Ayling in and you make him a center back, and your problems are solved. Um, he got absolutely smoked by Ollie Watkins, and instead of oh. just taking it like most center backs do, he booked, Bro, that he, he booked it, ran around the back of Melier, and denied Jack Grealish on the line. Amazing goal line save. One of the greatest I've seen, like, recently. That positioning was nuts, and also let's talk about Bamford's positioning. I mean, uh, before we get into Bamford and his positioning... He he himself had a tale of two halves in that game. He yeah. he missed multiple chances in the first half, and they were actually talking about, is he cutting it in the Premier League? 
Especially and then the second half the happened. And then the second half happened. And he was perfectly in position on a Rodrigo shot for a tap-in. And tap-ins just prove that you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And then he got hurt a little bit later, and Tyrone Mings threw him on the ground because he thought he was faking it. So that didn't really look good for Mings, but I can see why, because you don't want somebody faking something. And then a couple minutes later, Bamford got a pass and just kind of looked to the right, and then the ball was in the net. Uh, that one was nuts. He split Mings, split Kansa, put it in the top right, and Emmy Martinez was just like, what? And then a couple minutes later again, Bamford gets <laughs> a ball fed into him, and you know, when the striker's in the box and you have four guys on you, you either lose the ball or pass. Bamford pulled a messy and took, like, three touches. No, he, he literally pulled, like, prime Arjen Robin, like, first touch around, see, like, see, everyone. When we saw the video and I said Arjen Robin, you said no. I said no because of the second part. But after watching that first touch, oh, I touch. agreed with you immediately. Yes. The touch was Robin. Bro, he literally did Arjen Robin's inside cut move. And I was like, I, I, I didn't know what to say. Like, but it was insane. And not not even that, like, Bamford, Bamford aside. That entire squad. Leads, they, they're flying up and down the pitch. They, when they go on a counterattack, it's like somebody took that 2015 and 16 Leicester team and, like, injected them with adrenaline. Yeah, literally. Leads counter so fast and so beautifully. Phillips wasn't playing this game, right? No. So, whoever subbed in for Phillips, I forgot his Strike? Name. Yeah. But he got subbed out after the first, like, 20 minutes with a yellow card. The kid who really, really came in, Jamie Shackleton. He held the midfield. Well, was that the guy who came in Came after? in for strike. Yeah. But, Nuts. But the guy who really held the midfield and really controlled this game for Leeds was uh, Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison took that that side, and he made Matty Cash's day for Villa absolute hell. Yeah. Anytime Dallas went down, or Jack Harrison went down the la- the wing, it it was Matty Cash was behind him, and there was a chance. I actually feel bad for Matty Cash. They had a lot of chances, like both squads, but like, how have we not talked about Grealish yet? Yeah, In the 50th point. minute, Jack Grealish picked up the ball like near his own box. Oh, and almost breaks every single player. Almost scored a goal that would have jumped his transfer value, like, I swear, up into like the 120 million pounds. Yeah. He, he probably would have increased a lot, especially being English. Um, but he ran by the entire team. It would have been a career defining goal. Yeah. It would have been a career definer. Yeah, that that definitely would have got him signed to a bigger club in January. We talked about this. No. Yeah. Contract. Yeah. No one's going to pay the £170 million it would cost or something to sign him because he's fresh off of a five-year deal that he signed this summer. Do you think anyone's going to sign Oblock? Not until his release clause checks out. When does that happen? I, I thought his release clause wasn't that much. His release clause is $106 million. Oh. Uh, or $106 million euro. Oblak is the best keeper in Europe right now. Uh, yeah. 
I'll still say that. I think there's a ring of like five of them, and on any given day, it can be any one of them. Well, yeah, like Neuer's in there. Neuer, Tristagen, yeah. Courtois, Courtois in there. Allison's in there. Ederson's in there. Oblock's in there. Really, once you break into like top ten, it depends on who has a better day. And yeah. then, like, De Gea just pulls out of nowhere. He's like, hey, I'm actually the best keeper in the world one week. And then he's like, yeah, I don't know what a ball is, like, for two. So, I I, I can't roast him, actually. He has been, like, our, our rock at Man U. That save against Mbappe last week in the Champions League. Oh, my God, yeah. That was, I'm the best keeper in the world, De Gea. Yeah, no, he literally played, like, the best keeper in the world against... PSG. That uh-huh. is the only reason why we won mm-hmm. that game. Mm-hmm. I am wholeheartedly going with that. Bruno also played out of his mind, and also Rashford had really good chances. Which game are you talking about? Uh, the PSG versus Man U. Ah. Okay. Yeah, the Champions League game that we won. Yeah, that we talked about on our yeah, cast, that, and we that, were like, no way, that, that <laughs> no we shot. About and we laughed at. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my team for like doubting us so much. I'm not but, sorry for laughing because Yeah, you're you're gonna laugh every week, so it doesn't matter. I like that we're looking at the top ten right now, and I uh, I see Liverpool at two behind Everton, and while Carl is scrolling, Man U doesn't appear until fifteen. Yeah, but we still have a game in hand, and also so does City. Okay, how many points? Uh, so we so with that with that game in, with that game points. in hand, you'll jump up to so like ninth. We, yeah, wait, would we? Yeah. Nah, cause they have a minus two goal differential. We have a minus three. But so we'll, tenth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I just disproved my point, but yeah. Um. Yeah. I will say I think they're gonna turn it around. I think they actually need to start playing Van de Beek and stuff because, like, he's actually starting to get unhappy with his current position at the club. You also need to start playing Pogba more. You need to start integrating Tellas more into that. Like, you need to start doing this, like, now. I think what we've also seen with Ole, it's really weird, but whenever his job is on the line, he shows out. Also, I'm going to fluff this name so badly, so I apologize. But Axel Tzengbi? Uh the center back. The center back? Yeah. I think that was horrendous pronunciation. Um it should, if he can remain healthy, only be a matter of time before he takes away Lindel off or Harry Maguire's spot because Yeah, he's taking Maguire's spot first, <laughs> probably. I'm sorry to say that because we did spend so much money on him. But as, like, Bruno at captain or, like, any other player at captain, like, we do have enough leadership on the team that he does not need to start with his pace of... Three? Four. Ah, four. Yeah. So, I'll give do, you, do you think that Lindelof is better than Maguire? Um, it depends what, what position of the field... Because, both center backs. Yeah, I know. But it depends on where the ball is. <laughs> like, straight up. I they, mean, it shouldn't, but... Yeah, I know. Like, Maguire, if, like, like it's for, like, crosses and, like, when he's actually still back well, instead of trying to get four. back. Yeah. And Lindelof for about everything else. 
Lindelof for like interceptions and like playing like one on one and stuff and and Axel and, for all of it. Well, he locked down Neymar and Mbappe. Yeah, Tello is also Harry helped. Maguire can't lock down like no. my door. <laughs> I don't think he could turn the lock. Nah, he could. We're we're taking too much away from this man. Like he's still like a class center back. Yeah, he's like, he's for very like class. some club. I'm but, just like, I'm... I, I he's not worth a price tag of eighty million anything. Maybe like pennies, grains of rice. Like I'm being disrespectful, but like come on, like. We gave him way too much money. My feeling on it was, if he wasn't in the Ballon d'Or debate by a year's yeah. time after signing for United, they spent too much money because they outpaid for what Liverpool paid for Virgil Van Dyke, and Van Dyke was in the Ballon d'Or talk after a year. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not gonna get that every single time, but when you pay more, when you pay more, you expect more, and your outcome was not more. That that's just typically what happens also like spurs are an offensive juggernaut right now oh so let's mention the craziest statistic in the entire premier league human sung has eight goals which is half of all the goals on spurs currently who are currently leading the prem with 16 goals and uh and I, I, would, I would just like to point out that he's scored eight goals in six games. And uh, Harry Kane is following up with five goals and eight assists. <laughs> That's 13 goal contributions in um, six games. Yeah, so they have 16 goals and Harry Kane has attributed to, um, let's say, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ, actually, thirteen. Like, there's three goals he didn't help with. I know they've scored sixteen. He's helped with thirteen. I'm I'm crying. Also, West Ham are a walking draw. Yeah, like straight up. <laughs> I mentioned that for you uh, next week because Liverpool will play West Ham. Yeah, he, Carl was just like, it's either gonna be, it's it's either gonna be a whooping by Liverpool or a solid draw by West Ham. <laughs> Because West Ham are currently two two and two, so I mean they've only drawn twice, but. Um, I think one of the craziest stats are. The clean sheets in the prem, currently held by, Wolves, Villa and, and Southampton, Southampton, with three each. And like, I I just did not predict Southampton. To win two nil. Uh, Over Everton. Yeah. I, I sort of am crying inside because I really thought Everton were going to just sort of poop on everyone, like, to be, like, completely frank. The the way that James Rodriguez was playing. I think not having Richarlison for that game made yeah, it big. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think it makes a two-goal big, and it could have been more. Yeah, and also they, they didn't have the counterattack, like tenacity that they normally have where they can just pull a goal out of nothing yeah like they were connecting on some of the passes but then they weren't like continuing the attack they were sort of stagnant similar to the way that like 
when man U's feeling that way too they just sort of like get the ball and they're like all right like i'll pull up with it yep. like a little bit and then i'll try to shoot and they're without Dinier next week yeah exactly that's a huge loss i don't even i don't know their back of left back but Dignay is probably top 15 left back in the world. So, they, um, losing him. They're playing Newcastle next week without Dignay. That's a big loss. They didn't have Richarlison today because he got red carded last week. Uh, yeah. That made sense. And they're playing Maximin at right mid, probably. What? Maximin. Newcastle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about. I was talking about. Yeah, you yeah. jumping in. Yeah, yeah confusing. Yes, I think craziest thing was Jamie Vardy's record against Arsenal. <laughs> Eleven goals in twelve games. The dude's literally just Bayern Munich against Arsenal in the one dude, person. The dude eats against Arsenal and City more than anyone like out there, except for like Messi. Actually, <clears throat> only Messi. Like Jamie Vardy has scored more hat tricks against Man City than anyone, including Messi. Yeah. Two. No, maybe three. Two. I thought he... Uh, yeah, two. Two. Um, because he got the second one a couple weeks ago. And I think people forget Vardy's 33. His header was clean, though. I, I, I know it was just, like, a cutback, but, like, he was still perfectly positioned to get enough power on that where there was no saving it no matter what. And that's what you need sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Diego Jota. <laughs> well, yeah. There is literally nothing you can be. I didn't think he was get this good. Yeah. I knew he was good, and I knew when he was on Wolves that he... All right, wait. Before we talk about Jota, can we please talk about Jimenez's goal? Oh, my God. Oh my god. Bro, he literally just called it. It, it, was, it was the way where he was just like, yeah, so uh, I want this ball served to me. Like, right to my right foot. And I want to so, put it in the bottom left? Yeah. And, uh, was it bottom? I don't know, but it was as hard as possible. <laughs> it went so fast that it might have gone in the top and bottom at the same time. Bro, literally, I, Keeper was never saving that. I Not remember. And the, then, though... The Newcastle, oh. the free kick. Oh. Newcastle with the you tie, have, though. You have Almiron waiting. And the kick comes around the other way. Bottom corner. Bottom corner. I, I will say I think Patricio yeah. probably yeah, should have saved should've. it. Um, except when you think a shot's coming around the wall one way and then all of a sudden the ball's on the other side of you. It definitely screws it with screws you. It screws with your head a lot. And he was ready for one kind of save there. Like, he was positioned entirely to try to make that corner save or try to dive across goal. Uh Uh-huh, and it... And then it was literally at his left, and he was like, "Uh." Um, but, so yeah, we can go back to Jetta, because the dude's nuts. Yeah, I didn't... So I bought a Curtis Jones jersey, as I've mentioned earlier on our cast, and if I hadn't known that Jota was coming... That jersey would have a 20 on it. <laughs> it's just... He, 
like I don't know. He's just exactly what they needed. Uh-huh. They needed the versatile, like sort of taller winger who can also like cut Play inside. Striker. Yeah. They needed a versatile I'm attack pretty, player. I'm pretty where... sure he's a five star weak foot. Like straight up, he he is crazy with both of his feet. I, I give him so many props. He's a great player overall, and he's pretty good with his head as as we've the header seen. goal. Um, I mean that was served to him though. Oh my god! You can't serve that a ball better than that. Oh my god! That with cross. with his weak foot. Yeah, but like but with like, his weak foot. But like, I'm pretty sure he's better at crossing with his left. I would like Mane is better at crossing with his left than his right. Probably he is way better at shooting with his right because he has a right foot. Yeah, Jota is a five-star weak foot. He's a five-four. Yeah, he's clean. He is disgusting. I did not know Diogo Jota was this. And good. he's like relatively tall for yeah. like his position. Like he, he's not like towering over people like no. Lukaku or anything. But like he's 178 centimeters. He's like just under six feet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Granted, I have no idea if I just did that math right. Uh, 30, math. 30, yes. 30 centimeters in a foot. Yes. Yeah, just You're under right. six feet. Like five eleven. Yeah. With Diego Jota being stop. Diogo. Diego. Diogo. Diogo. There we go. It's not Diego. It's Diogo. Diogo. Yeah. Whatever. No, not whatever. You have to get the names right. Diego Jota is pretty good at just being that versatile winger that can swap in between with Mo and Mane because both of them can also play striker. Eh, Mane? Yes. He can, but he... He he is a winger who is capable of playing striker. Mo is a winger and a striker. Yeah, Sterling is a winger and a striker, but... Mane can play it if needed. Yeah. He doesn't thrive as well there, though, as Mo does. Or really as Jota does. Yeah, but Mane can do that on a national team level pretty easily. I mean, if we're going to talk about West Ham, um, which we already have in a little bit, or recently, can't really bring them up without bringing up Declan Rice. Declan Rice is just nuts. Declan Rice is West Ham? But, like, if Declan... Rice was English, he'd already be... He um, is. Oh! <laughs> yo! Declan Rice is a superb midfielder. Um, I think he was on the verge of a move to Chelsea. Yeah. And then... It sort of fell through a little bit. Because they wanted 80 mil. They wanted all the money in the world, and that wasn't really an offer. For I mean, Abramovich has it. Yeah, but are you dropping that on Declan Rice or Kai Havertz? No, no, this was after they already bought Kai Havertz. I thought this was before nope. they bought Kai Havertz. No, nope, this wasn't an either or. This is this was a do we buy him also? Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they also had Jorginho. They still have Conte. Um, I think, I think they're fine. I wouldn't really have pushed that that much, just because you would cause a lot of tension on that team. Because you also have Mount, who, like, can be a consistent starter in that team. Yeah, they have a lot to deal with. They have a lot to deal with, but they have so much talent that they're sort of, like, bursting out the seams trying to figure out what the poop to do with it. Yeah. And I think their only question is possibly a center back, but the way Rudiger has been playing has actually been really good. Yeah, but I think he's a one away. 
I think he's a want away. Yeah. That he wants out. Yeah, yeah. probably. And uh, Zuma's playing really well. Tiago Silva's playing well now, too. Oh, he's playing better? He played like an animal in that United game. Yeah, I don't... It might not have been that game. Hold up. I don't fully agree just because both teams played like trash. Well, yeah, but when you're a center back, you can play like an animal. Uh, that's true. You can play like an animal. Like... Yeah, he passed 94% with, where is his defensive stuff? Two for two aerial duels, six clearances, three headed clearances, one, 0 for 1 on dribbles, but he's Thiago Silva. Yeah, that's one for two on tackles. 0 for 2? 1 for 2. Oh, 1 for 2. Okay, not the worst. He was pretty consistent that day. Also, Kurt Zuma lost an aerial duel. That's actually the most surprising statistic. To Marcus Rashford. Yeah, but that that's probably the only other person I'd say could. Yeah, but Kurt Zuma actually, went like I'd give five it to Bruno weeks. sometimes. Because not against Zuma. Not against Zuma just because of like physicality. And height. But... <laughs> Bro, Bruno can jump. <laughs> yeah, the only little guy I would give a chance to win a header against Zuma is like Conte. Cause nah. I don't know. I just Ingolo Conte plays like he's six seven. He he plays like he is the tallest man and fastest man on the earth at all times, consistently. Yes, but he does probably have the best stamina. Yeah, of anyone I've seen, it's oh. ridiculous. Yeah, I think another player who, like, is in that question is Chucky Lozano. But that's just because, like, he... And maybe, like, Alfonso Davies is in, like, Alfonso, two years. Alfonso Davies just... He doesn't stop. No. Like, when he's playing, he does not stop. He's the whole package. He's smart on the ball. He's quick. He's not just fast in terms of his pace, but he's quick with his change of directions. He's quick with his thinking. He has a great touch on the ball, too, because of his time at winger. He can literally just take it around you, and he has the pace that can back that up any day of the week. He is the full-packaged left-back slash, like, left-side destroyer. He's Canadian Bale. Uh, yeah, but Bale was never like this. No. Yeah. But he's... Canadian Bale, but better at the defensive part. Yeah, a lot better, and I think a lot younger of an age. Yeah, I think that may be one of the reasons why Alfonso Davies may stay at left back longer than Bale did. But we'll also see because he's nuts on attack. Yeah, but I don't think he'll ever lose like that physicality that he has on defense. But he's a defense right now because who are you going to switch him with in your attack? Yeah, exactly. You already have, like, Sané, you have Navri. I mean, like, not right now. Yeah, but still. <clears throat> like, those two, like, I would start over anyone. No, but okay. That's just me, personally. I like, know. with that Bayern team. I still think if you dropped Mane there, I would start him. Considering that we've talked about how he's the, oh, perfect, yeah. he's the perfect left winger in the... I'm just talking about their current team. Oh, the current team. I thought you meant over anybody no, in general. No, 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 no. I'm talking about their current squad. Best thing I think their oh, team yeah. has is when Nabry and Sané are playing. And with Muller in the middle with Lewandowski, Lewandowski up top. top Kimmich, Goretzka, Goretzka, Kimmich, Sule, Davies, Alaba, Davies, and uh, anyone. 
Pavard, it has to be. I mean, yeah, but literally anyone. Yeah, and then Neuer, of course. Like, like, potentially me. Yeah. They've played enough games where it looks like they could beat players teams without a player. Yeah. Um, so, for next week, big games to look forward to. Um, of course, Man U versus Arsenal. That's going to be a massive game. Yeah, but the big six games have been boring this year. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I don't think this one will be because I think because they both have no idea what's going on. Exactly, so I think they'll just. But Chelsea and Man U had no idea what was going on, and that was a two-hour boring fest. We st- I started the cast by asking if I. Could I get my think time back. Man U and Arsenal will smack heads a bunch, and I think it'll be a good game. Like literally, just like headbutt each other, like, like. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I had to clarify if you meant like smack heads, like on the field no, in no, terms no, no, of no, just no. just like Harry Maguire and Gabriel going up and being like. Yeah. Just headbutt after yeah, headbutt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just concussions? <laughs> yeah. Like, C- CTE has entered the chat? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're talking about American football brought to the Prem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next game that's going to be really fun is going to be uh, Newcastle and Everton. Of course, this game's going to be massive just because of their Who's loss. Who's going to replace Dinier? No one that is available. I mean, somebody's going to do it. <laughs> They're gonna hire Leighton Baines again. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. If something needs to be figured out, Carlo Ancelotti's gonna do it. Yeah, but like, like sign Leighton Baines for the game. Hashtag give the boy another day. <laughs> when they signed him last year, I saw an article. Klopp's um, reaction was something along the lines of, "Oh no." Yeah, no, he's a massive terror at the left back position. You're talking about Dinier, right? No, I'm talking about Klopp's reaction to Everton poaching Ancelotti. Oh, Ancelotti. I thought you were specifically talking about the Dinier purchase a couple of years ago. No. Uh. The, the, when he came in, Everton was, Yeah. that was them saying, let's go. Well, they needed to improve that squad yep. drastically yep. and like, he, he can do it. I, I'm excited, honestly, like, to watch Spurs Brighton. I do. I don't I don't know how intently I'm going to gonna watch it. I would just want to keep that on to see Spurs smack yeah. someone, maybe. That that might be the background game that I, I watch just to see if anything crazy happens, because with that... I could see Sun scoring, like, two goals, and then Harry Kane, like, doing a weird, like, crazy assist, and maybe scoring a goal. Like, Spurs have become much wa- must-watch, because they can just score at will. Yeah, and they aren't even playing, like, Gareth Bale consistently yet. And Villa are almost becoming must-watch, because, like... Oh, they... Currently, what? with their place in, in the standing, they are must-watch. And with Grealish? Yeah. And I'm... Gonna be honest, the way they're playing, they're gonna consistently stay relatively in the top. They're gonna be top 12. I don't know. I think it's a little early. I could see them staying top 12 for the entire season. I could see, like, currently... Who do you think finishes higher, them or Leeds? Leeds. I think Leeds finish higher than Villa by the end of the season. I agree. I agree. I think it'll be... Our, our early season top four looks a little... little uh, construed. Um, I'm going Liverpool. I'm going to go Man City, even though 
they're currently in 13th, but, like, you have to give it to, yeah. like, the second best I don't team. know if Liverpool are going to repeat anymore. Losing Van Dyke, Fabinho went down today. Yeah, like... I mean, if they don't buy, like, Ben White and Upamecano in January, like, on January 1... They have Gomez, though. Gomez is such a good center back. I know he they gets have, hurt. They have three center backs. Yeah. One is out for a year yeah. plus, so they have two. So you and need to buy... one's hurt. No, no, because the CDM who plays center back So they have three, and the CDM who plays center back is hurt, too. And Gomez is always hurt, and so is Matip. Matip's always hurt because Matip just so, has never been, like... So January 1... You need someone, but I don't want you to take Uba Because you want Because screw Liverpool. I mean, I know, but like... I don't... Who's the perfect replacement for Van Dyke? I don't know if you will sign him. I think you may have to go for someone more established with the way your team is. Like, I know Klopp can transform any player. A ball-dominant center back who ripped through the stage in the Champions League quarterfinal. Well, I was gonna. You're say. just you're just trying to play it down. I so. just want you to get like Koulibaly so I can get him. Shut up. <laughs> Matt, he's, Matt, he's 21 and he's proven himself all right, enough. Whatever, Man City's winning the Prem now. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna be honest. Man City should win the Prem. Yeah. Um. I, I. By the way, I love this dynamic of the whole like. You just don't want Liverpool to do good things because you hate them. Well, yeah. Obviously. Um, so, Man City won, but I hate Man City. So, Alright, I'm done with this rambling. Uh, Man U's finishing third. Of all the things that you've said, I was going to ask if you're all right in the head on that one, except for last year they started the season around this time in somebody's relegation picture on NBC, and then they f- finished third, didn't they? Uh, yes. So they might. Or, yeah, they finish in the top four. Yeah. I don't remember anymore. The way Chelsea... Once Chelsea click with Zayic in the team, it's I over. expect them to be four or, like, three to five. I expect Tottenham, like, once they click fully, which they're already doing that with just two players. So, like, <laughs> once the entire team actually clicks, um, I'd give that... Three to five. Liverpool, Man City are going to be swapped one and two, probably, unless injury really has made this Liverpool team, like, poop themselves a little bit. Watch them find out that, like, Trent's a dirty center back or something. He's not big enough. They could play Trent at but, CDM, oh, and I'm he could be, like, the it. best CDM in the world. I'm, like, I'm, I, I think he would be better than Kim and Do you want to know why he's not there yet? Because they don't have a replacement at a right back they do. fully. They do. Just needs another year. Well, fully. Nico Williams, yeah. Yeah, they he, just need... He's like, he's there. It, I'm hoping it will happen. I was hoping Williams was going to be that for Man U as well. Brandon? Yeah. I don't think he's ready yet either. No, he's not. But we keep on pretending like he's like going to be like the best left back in the world over Davies. And I'm like, you're, you're hyping the kid up too much. He's dirty, but like... Give him a well, they were hyping years. him up to be the best left back in the world, and then Alfonso Davies started playing left back. Yeah, that that is true as well. There were a lot of people hyped up to be really good left backs, and then Alfonso Davies just started playing left back. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, think, I think that's about it for this time. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. 
as we break down um, next week's games and just have a little bit of fun opinion and banter and stuff. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. I hate Liverpool. They suck. They can die in a hole. That was unnecessary. Bye.